0: This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equip with Chris Brooks. I'm so thrilled you've joined us today. Can you do me a favor? Strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the word to the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Well, today I want to spend some time talking about one of the most confusing seasons of life. That's right, the teenage years. If you remember what it's like to be a teenager or you're currently a teenager, then you know what it's like to live in a season of life where you have more questions than answers while you look for clarity in life. Well, what if I told you there were three big questions that if you answered them, could help you to understand who you are, where you fit, and what difference you can make in the world for Christ. Today, we want to talk about that with uh, a leading expert in youth uh, development and uh, research. And I'm really excited about this book. I have it in my hand, Uh, Three Big Questions That Shape Your Future. It's written by Kara Powell, along with some other leaders from the Fuller Leadership Institute. Now, before I bring uh, Kara on, I want to take time out to invite you to join the conversation because today, as I often do, I come to the program as a parent, not just as a host. And uh, I, I understand as a parent of a teenager what it's like to have a teenager who is navigating through this world full of anxieties um and oftentimes, as I said earlier, full of questions and not a lot of answers. Seemingly, well, today we want to help you as a parent, a mom or dad, who maybe has just uh, found a teenager who is uh, who, who uh, rather has a teenager in your house or in your life that is facing this season. The phone number to join the conversation with your questions about how do I help my teenager to navigate the big questions of life. The phone number is eight seven seven five four eight thirty six seventy five that's eight seven seven live six seven five Kara Powell is my guest today she is a friend of the program she's joined us several times to share her cutting-edge research on the next generation. She is Chief of Leadership Formation and Executive Director of the Fuller Youth Institute at Fuller Theological Seminary. She was named by Christianity Today as one of the 50 women to watch. Kara serves as a youth and family strategist for Orange and also speaks regularly at parent and leadership conferences. And again, her research... Captured in the book, Three Big Questions That Shape Your Future, is our discussion and topic today. Kara, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great, Chris. It's wonderful to be with you.
0: It is great to have you on. Always great to have you on as uh, I think, uh, in my opinion, the foremost expert on this topic. Uh, let's, Let's back up for a moment and talk about what you do, the mission and vision of the Fuller Youth Institute.
1: Well, first thing that comes to mind is I love young people, and so does the whole team at the Fuller Youth Institute. Um, Almost all of us, in fact, all of us are former or current youth leaders, and many of us are parents. And we know how hard it is to love and serve young people today, especially teenagers and young adults. So we try to listen to parents and leaders' toughest questions about faith, And then we do research to try to answer those questions. And we turn that research into practical resources. So we're all about deep truth, but deep truth made practical to help leaders, parents, step parents, grandparents, like those listening today.
0: You've done a lot of research and a lot of projects. What's unique about three big questions?
1: Well, Three Big Questions in many ways was inspired by a 15-year-old who said this, I'm tired of the church asking questions I'm not asking. Mm. I'm tired of the church focused on questions that are different than the ones that are most important to me. And so we thought, gosh, what if we could really listen to young people, listen not just to their daily questions, but to the questions beneath those questions, And then what if we could help uh, leaders and family members have Jesus' best answers to those questions so that we could then share them with the next generation? And so, you know, it's all about how do we not judge young people, but how do we better journey with them?
0: Well, I would imagine that that same teenager could have uh, easily uh, and and as accurately said, I'm tired of my parents. Um, answering questions that I'm not asking, you know, as a dad of a teenager who really does, I love my children. I really care. I promise you, I'm trying every day to stay plugged (laughs) in and connected. It is, it it is a challenge to be able to know and interpret um, behavior or conversations. And I often find myself saying, now, where did that conversation go wrong? Uh, I totally. thought we were on a good path but totally. what is what is helpful though is when you're able to interpret behavior or conversation yeah. or action through the lens of these three big questions I have found that to be very helpful very enlightening so let's ask the obvious question what are the three big questions
1: yeah. So, you know, on any given day, teenagers and young adults, they're raising questions about friendship, about social media, about what they're going to do with their future, college applications this time of year, et cetera. As we researched and did deep dives with uh, 27 diverse teenagers from across the U.S. and then paired that with a wide study of 2,000 teenagers, surveys, focus groups, interviews, et cetera, we've landed on these three questions, identity. Who am I? Belonging, where do I fit? And purpose, what difference can I make? Identity, belonging, and purpose. And like you said, Chris, you know, I have found as I've come to understand these questions, if one of my kids, our three kids are 22, 20, and 16, and when one of them is doing something, saying something that seems a little askew, a little bit not who they normally are, and I'm kind of scratching my head as a parent. If I take a step back and ask, okay, what is it that my kid is seeking? Are they trying to figure out their identity? Are they hungry for a sense of belonging? Are they eager to have a sense of purpose? All of a sudden it's like the penny drops and I understand. And you know, and I don't generally say to my young person, you know, what you're really doing is seeking for a belonging. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I don't say that. But but for my husband and me, you know, if we're having that conversation in the bedroom, I'm like, what is going on with our kid or in the garage to have a little bit of privacy? then when we can go back out and start talking to our kids, we we can better approach the conversation because we're empathizing with them and understanding what they're really after.
0: Phone number is 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. If you're a teenager and you have questions in these areas, who am I, where do I fit, and, uh, and also under, wanting to know what difference can I make I'd love for you to join the conversation at 877-LIVE-675. Maybe you're the parent or the grandparent of a teenager and you're watching and walk through this world full of uh, anxiety, fears, insecurities, and you just want to know, how can I come alongside, how can I help them to flourish? The phone number for you to join the conversation, 877-548-3675. Kara, recently uh, we did a special Zoom webinar entitled Jesus, Anxiety, and Depression, where we Mm -hmm. talked about mental health, uh, what the Bible has to say about it. We dealt with topics such as, uh, is anxiety a condition or is it a sin? What about depression? Mm -hmm. If I live with it, can I flourish as a Christian? We dealt with a lot of questions, but one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is to talk about the unique reality of the rise of anxiety and depression among today's teenagers. It really is one of the big headlines of this current generation, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. There's no subject that we get asked more questions about than mental health when it comes to young people. You know, across all generations and during the pandemic, uh, anxiety, which was already high, tripled. And depression, which was already high, quadrupled, according to the CDC. And young people are, are bearing the brunt of that. And, and I'll just say uh, teenage girls and you know, 20-something females are especially struggling with stress and anxiety. Wow. I don't know a family that has teenage girls. That isn't dealing with stress and anxiety. Um, and by the way, I have teenage girls, so this is personal. It's personal sure, for me sure. with our own girls. Um, I, I, the research tells me that this exists, but I don't know a family here in the US that's not dealing with stress and anxiety who has teenage girls. And let me just say, teenage boys are just a nose behind teenage girls. And so, uh, you know it is a pandemic of anxiety and stress that we're seeing in young people today also.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting, Kara, because uh, as um, as you talk, I'm looking at a headline that came out uh, just a little bit over eighteen months ago. A whistleblower over at Facebook shared yeah. uh, research and data uh, that yeah. they had known internally but uh, became public externally about the impact of social media on uh, the lives of youth, in particular that demographic of young girls that you just talked about. Just talk a little bit, if you will, in particular in the context of these three big questions about social media.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you brought up technology because, you know, people ask, why are we seeing. This surge in mental health and young people, and we don't totally know, but there is, and I think it's actually a, a handful of factors. But there is an interesting correlation that when when smartphones became more ubiquitous or common in young people in the U.S., that's when we started seeing this rise in stress and anxiety. So mm. the good news is some risk behaviors um, like drinking, like premarital sex, like drug use. Um, those have actually ticked down a bit. Um, The bad news is that anxiety, stress, suicidal ideation, suicidal attempts are increasing. So, you know, one way I would explain that is risk behaviors that young people do with others outside of their house are decreasing a bit. Risk behaviors that young people experience on their own You know, in their bedroom when they're by themselves, those are the ones that are increasing. And, you know, just thinking about identity, belonging and purpose and social media, uh, you know, uh, social media gives a young person the chance to see everything else that everybody is doing without them. Um, And so, you know, when I was in high school, if I wasn't invited to a Friday night party or dinner out with friends, like I maybe heard about it on Monday morning. Today's young people, when they're not invited, um, they see it unfolding in real time, this better opportunity, this better connection that everybody's having. And so I think it it can create a sense of loneliness. Um, On the one hand, social media lets young people experiment with different identities. But the flip side is sometimes young people feel kind of too fragmented in who they are when it comes to social media. And so, you know, I'm, I'm pro-technology in many ways. Um, it's allowing me to have this conversation with you, Chris, and right. have people listen. Right. So, there's so there's really a lot of good that technology does. But with young people, with identity, belonging, and purpose, um, it creates a sense of fear of missing out. Let me just say, I, at my age, I've had to learn – I can't check social media on Friday or Saturday night because, you know, if I'm home in sweats with my husband and we're having leftovers and I go on social media (laughs) and, you know, there my friends are dressed up, having fun, going out on dates. Like, I feel insecure about myself, you know. (laughs) I can't check social media on Friday or Saturday night, let alone... A 15-year-old or a 25-year-old. So, yeah, it really contributes to us feeling like everybody else is having a better time than me and I'm on my own.
0: Yeah, first off, thanks for being honest and transparent. This is not just an issue or conversation just for teenagers, though today we want to really specifically get into the heart and the mind of what it means to be a teen. All of us can learn from the wisdom of the research done by the Fuller Youth Institute and Kara Powell and the team there. Uh, Hey, when we come back, we're going to answer some big questions like, How does God view you? The identity question. What about the fit question? What does it mean to be a friend of God? And then how can you know God's story? We're going to talk about that and so much more with Kara Powell. Don't go anywhere. Much more to come next up on Equip. As a dad, a friend, and a neighbor, I share your concerns over the growing problems in our culture. That's why on Equip, we tackle the tough issues, learning how to respond with grace and truth. We're looking for like-minded partners to stand with us. Would you be willing to become an Equipper today? In this role, you'll give a monthly donation to support the ministry of Equip. And as an Equipper, you'll receive insider benefits, such as a bi-weekly email that contains pastoral messages prepared just for you. Become an Equipper today by calling 888-644-4144 or go to EquipRadio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. So grateful for Kira Powell joining me. She is the Executive Director of the Fuller Youth Institute. We're talking about her book, Three Big Questions to Shape Your Future, It's a book that helps uh, teenagers to explore who they were made to be. It's a powerful book that takes up the questions of identity. Who am I? Belonging. Where do I fit? And purpose. What difference can I make? Every teenager is asking this question. You know, Kara, I should have asked, and we're going to go to the phone lines in just a moment, but I should have started by asking you, who do you hope picks up and reads this book? I know, Many of my colleagues in ministry have already read the book, and we're talking about it. But who did you, when you uh, set out to uh, do this project, who are you hoping would pick it up and read it?
1: Yeah, the three big questions that shape your future is really the second book in a two-book series. The first book is geared for adults. Uh, and it's three big questions that change every teenager where we give over 300 conversations and connections that an adult can use to really go deeper in identity, belonging and purpose discussion. So whether you're a parent or a youth leader, grandparent, step parent, that's a great book for you. But as adults were reading that book, what we heard from them is, gosh, we would really love a a corresponding book to hand to our teenagers, really a devotional, so to speak. And so three big questions that shape your future, that your is written to a teenager, you know, ideally middle school or high school who's wrestling with these questions. And myself, as well as Brad Griffin and Christelle Acevedo, we were the three co-authors and we offer over 60 posts or 60 days worth of short, biblically-based devotionals that can point young people you care about to Jesus' best answers to these questions.
0: So good. Let's go to the phone lines, but as we do, Uh, You can find out how to order a copy by going to our website, EquipRadio.org. That's EquipRadio.org. Or as always, check us out on social media at EquipRadio, Facebook, and Twitter. Denise is listening in Illinois. Hey, Denise, thank you so much for listening. What's your question for Kara?
2: Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, My question is this. I probably have a unique situation here, but um, I have a boy, That's turning 17 in a couple weeks he is the third of three um we in this past year have lost his dad and both of his grandpa so i know a lot of this is possibly some depression related but um i don't know what my i have learned that my son is not one if i'm going to ask him questions i'll get one word answers he'll talk when he's ready My question is, how do I get him to open up? Right now, and it seems like it's gotten worse over the past two or three months, he's not opening up to me at all. He does see a counselor, but to the family, he's not opening up. I don't know what to do.
1: Let me just say that, you know, I, I grieve along with you and your family over such significant loss recently, and I'm, I'm so glad your boy is seeing a therapist and that he's open to that. That's, that's such good help. Um, you know, one of the things that we've seen for parents and step-parents and uncles, grandparents, is that as our kids get older, we need to lean into what's important to them. Um, what do they like doing? When do they tend to open up? And so, you know, I'm thinking about a mom who I met once who, who told me, single mom, uh, and had a, a teenage boy about the age of your youngest. And she said, you know, I'd invite my son to go out for meals. He never wanted to do that. Now, side note, my son never says no to a, a meal out. But, um, but, you know, this particular boy didn't <laughs> want to go out to meals. You know, I invite him to go shopping. He was, had no interest in that. But what she said was, my son loves movies. He loves film. And so she said, I have become a student of film. I mm-hmm. I follow awards, I track with certain directors and actors and genres of and film of film because the only time my son says yes to spending time with me are when I say, Hey, do you want to go see a film? And she says, You know what? We have the best conversations on the drive home about meaning in the film symbolism in the film sometimes even spiritual themes so she tries to find films that you know are especially aligned with spirituality and this wise mom I love that she does this She actually uh, chooses movie theaters that are geographically further than needed. So she (laughs) has a longer drive home with her son for a better conversation. And so, you know, when our kids were younger, we could get them to dive into our worlds. As they get older, we have to dive into their worlds. And so whether it's video gaming, whether it's watching football, as we're in the playoffs and with the Super Bowl coming up, um, you know, whatever it might be, whether it's dance whatever your son is into I would say lean into that spend time with him in what he cares about most and maybe just maybe that will open up a door or a window for you to go a little bit further in the conversation and let me just give you a three word phrase that I think is worth gold when it comes to going a little bit deeper Um, and it's this phrase tell me more Tell me more. You know, well, gosh, tell me more about what's happening in your math class. Tell me more about what you're seeing uh, on the football team. Tell me more. Tell me more. I know one family of teenagers and young adults that they actually made a sign and put it in their living room that said, tell me more, because they wanted that to be the mantra of their family. So, you know, Denise, I would just invite you to put that in your hip pocket, um, because, you know, if your son starts to share a little something with you, then pull on that thread through a tell-me-more conversation prompt.
0: Father, we pray for Denise. We ask that you would bless her uh, with just the wisdom and grace needed mm-hmm. to to mother her, her sons through a difficult, difficult season. Lord, she didn't bring yeah. it up, but we pray that you would comfort her heart as well yeah. as she navigates through this time. And, Lord, for this young son, may you surround yeah. him with caring and loving community. Adults who will invest in his life and and encourage him as well as peers who will befriend him and be kind and show compassion. We ask that you would bless in Jesus' name. Amen. Denise, Amen. if you wouldn't mind, I want you to stay on the line. We want to uh, try our best to help you, to encourage you. And one of the ways we can do that is by giving you a complimentary copy of Kara's wonderful book, Three Big Questions that shape your, your future. Now, again, though, this is written specifically with the teenager in mind, certainly as parents, there's so much we can glean from it. And let me just ask this question. What benefit is it uniquely to you and your team that you are connected to a seminary when it comes to uh, answering these three big questions, because the way that you weave in the biblical narrative is absolutely brilliant.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I love being a faculty member at Fuller Seminary, and there's so much I learned from my theology and psychology faculty colleagues. You know, Chris, we've talked about identity, belonging, and purpose as the three big questions. One of the themes in in both books, the one geared for adults and the one geared for young people, is Jesus's best answers to those questions. And so I got to spend a lot of time with theology and psych uh, colleagues thinking about okay given this generation of young people what do we want to communicate you know what do I someday hope denise can communicate and talk over with her son when when the time is right um, and so I'll just run through these briefly and let me just say you know parents and grandparents, leaders listening to this, you, you can come up with better answers that fit your sure. family, fit your context. but we offer these as a springboard. Um, when it comes to identity, young people walk around feeling insecure. So the jesus Center answer we want to offer is that Jesus makes them enough, that single word enough. In fact, Jesus makes them more than enough. When one of my kids recently got a grade that was lower than they wanted to get you know I said I, whether you get all A's all B's or all F's Jesus makes you enough I just want them to hear that from me time and time again um, so uh, that's the that's the answer for identity for belonging the answer that we want young people to grasp is that they belong with God's people single word with so in good. the midst of a world that offers conditional acceptance, God's people are unconditional acceptance. And then lastly, with purpose, they're part of God's story. Story is the key word we want
0: to offer there. Enough with story. We'll unpack these three very important words on the other side of this break. Kara said it. I want to repeat it. Tell me more. You can do that at 877-LIVE-675. Don't go anywhere. Much more to come next up on Equip with Chris Brooks. to equip with Chris Brooks, none of us uh, feel adequately prepared for the teenage years. I certainly didn't when I went through my teenage years some 30 years ago or so, but uh, man, thank God for folks like uh, Kara Powell and the Fuller Youth Institute that are thinking deeply, listening uh, faithfully and diligently to the voice of today's teenager so that they can supply resources to navigate through maybe arguably the most anxiety-filled season of life. If you've ever been a teenager, you know what it's like to have more questions than answers. Uh, but what Kara Powell and her team have done is boiled down the questions to the three big ones. Who am I? Purpose. Where do I fit? Belonging. What difference can I make? Uh, purpose. Uh, so from identity to belonging, to purpose. These are the questions that are being asked. And Carrie, you and I were talking before we went to break about the work and the partnership of other profs at Fuller to help to overlay all of these questions with the biblical narrative and worldview. When you encounter young people, um, what, what, what do you find is their view on faith and in particular the role the church plays in, in answering these questions?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. I was just looking over this morning, uh, Chris, some new research done by the Barna Group that on the one hand is really encouraging in that young people uh, think very highly of Jesus. Both those inside and outside the church, they view Jesus as loving and caring and wise and open um, but it's a different story when it comes to Christians. <laughs> um, both inside and outside the church, young people tend to think Christians are more narrow, not as loving, judgmental, etc. Um, so I think we have an opportunity as adults who follow Jesus to, to to you know to buck those trends and to change young people's view of Jesus' followers and, and to build real relationships with young people. One of the things that some data from Springside Research Institute indicates is that 70% of 13- to 25-year-olds at this point as we're coming out of the pandemic, they're more open to adult relationships. So I think this is a wonderful window for us as adults to slow down to spend more time, to really listen to young people. And let me say, we can share our own journeys with identity, belonging, and purpose. These three questions aren't just yes. young people questions. They're people people questions. <laughs> every day, every day yeah. I'm navigating them, too. And so, you know, as we're in minivans with kids or as we're mentoring kids, you know, we can share, gosh, here's the struggle I had in my identity today. And here's what, here's what God is showing me. So while young people are a little skeptical about Christians and the church these days, I think these questions give us ways to have deeper, more honest conversations. And as Young Life has said, to earn the right to be heard by sharing our journeys and really listening to young people.
0: Phone number to join the conversation with questions about your teenager, whether you're a parent or a youth worker or even a teacher, or maybe you're a teenager yourself and you're processing these big questions. You can join the conversation uh, at 877-LIVE-675. That's 877 877- Five four 3675 Let's go to Linda who's listening in Illinois. Hey, Linda, thank you so much for listening to Equip. What's your question for Kara?
2: Thanks so much for having me on. I have a preteen who has decided that sleep is optional these days. She doesn't want to go to sleep. She doesn't think she can fall asleep fast enough. She's worried. She's frustrated. She's comes downstairs and cries and yells at us and tells us that it's just not going to happen. She's a lovely person during the day, but when she puts her head on the pillow, she just can't figure it out. And we've tried everything from positive reinforcement to you're going to lose this to you're going to have to go to bed earlier. And I'm just at the end of my rope. (laughs)
1: Yeah, wow, what a challenging place to be, Linda. And let me just affirm how uh, your intuition that sleep is really important for a young person's well-being, physical well-being, mental well-being, emotional being, well-being your your intuition that it's important is really right on. Um have have you or has uh your child talked to a medical professional, a doctor or a therapist about this?
2: Yet but we're going to on Friday, and I've also gotten out some books from the library about worries and anxieties. Yes. I think she's just really anxious about sleeping, that she doesn't think she'll be able to do it. When she decides at the end of two hours of screaming and yelling and crying that she can, she goes right to sleep.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's common with young people and anxiety, whatever the source of anxiety is, whether it's math class or whether it's, trying to fall asleep, or whether it's spending the night away from home, or whether it's just general school pressure, um, they get anxious about that anxiety. And then that actually snowballs so let me just uh, say, I'm so glad that uh, she's going to be seen, sounds like a mental health professional, um, and hopefully that mental health professional will help kind of peel back some of the layers about why she's struggling with sleep and just help her understand herself better. And through the lens of identity, belonging, and purpose, I mean, I do think this gives you as a parent an opportunity to, you know, think yourself, like, what is she struggling with? Is she struggling with who she is? Um, Is she struggling with how she's connecting with other people? Is she anxious about her future? And, you know, if you can identify one of those three paths that's causing some of the struggle, then, you know, hopefully you can have better conversations in our book, uh, Three Big Questions that change every teenager can set you up as a parent to have better conversations about either identity or belonging or purpose. Because um, I love I love the power of qualified mental health professionals, and then I think we as parents, we can reinforce and supplement uh, what they're learning as they're spending time with those professionals.
0: Linda, I want you to stand on the line. We're going to get you a copy of Kara's book as well. But let me pray. Father, uh, Linda represents so many parents who are worried about their children physically, mentally, emotionally. And Lord, in this particular area, the sleeplessness, Lord, I pray that Linda would know that she's not alone. Uh, But I also pray that she would know that you see her and that you care deeply about her daughter. Though she loves her daughter, you love her daughter even more. And so, Father, I pray for you to uh, give Linda wisdom, that you would bless her to have the right team of caring professionals around her to give guidance. And I do pray yeah. for her daughter, that she would know sweet peace and uh, and rest in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. You, you, know, you know, Chris, if I could, if yeah, I could just right. add one more thing I thought of while you were praying, and, and by the way, I love how, you, how you're, you're praying with callers. Yes. Um, something that I've been doing with my own, kids, especially our child who struggles the most with anxiety, is I say to that child, okay, let's let's come up with three statements you can tell yourself when you start to feel anxious, and I yes. want one of those statements to start with God or Jesus. <laughs> yes. So, you know, two yeah. of them might be, school's not going to be as hard as I think, and I'll do better on the test than I think I will, but then one is, you know, Jesus is the Emmanuel, or God keeps me safe. And so for Linda and for other parents who are struggling with anxiety or stress, I think part of what we can do is help our kids identify lifelines of truth that they can cling to. And, you know, I'll just say with this particular child as we, and you know, I've done this, let's name three three truths dozens of times with with them. Half the time, it honestly doesn't feel like it sinks in all that much, but half the time it feels like it does. So, you know, I would say we can keep asking our kids what's a truth that you can cling to, what's a principle, what's an idea that you can cling to as you're struggling with this with this lie or this tension.
0: Phone number eight seven seven live six seven five. As you can see, we're not only answering questions, but we want to be a blessing to those who call And uh, we've been blessed to give away a couple of Kara's books as a complimentary gift for those great questions. 877-548-3675. Kara, you mentioned that this study was uh, diverse, that you uh, interviewed a diverse group of teenagers. Can you talk about what that means? And uh, as you do, what are some of the unique, in particular, identity questions that you find uh, Black and Hispanic and Latino kids asking?
1: Yeah, great question. So uh, I think some really good news that we learned from the 2020 U.S. Census is that when it comes to those under 18, we crossed the line in 2020. of everything else had happened in 2020. Um, we crossed the line that half of those under 18 are young people of color and half are white. In the overall population, it's two-thirds white, one-third people of color. But for those under 18, I mean, this is the most uh, ethnically and racially diverse generation of young people we've ever seen. And so in our sample, especially in our interviews, we, we wanted to very much understand the tensions that black, Latino, uh, Asian, multiracial young people experience. So, of the 27 kids we interviewed, seven were white, and the other 20 were young people of color. Um, we also uh, got geographical diversity. So, we worked with and trained researchers in, in a, a number of different parts of our country, so that you know we had urban, suburban, rural, southern, Pacific sure. Northwest, Northeast, et cetera. Um, when it comes to race and ethnicity and identity. Uh, You know, many, I won't say all, but many of the young people of color, they felt all the pressure that white kids did, plus additional tensions, Um, and especially as they feel like they're navigating multiple worlds. So, you know, there was one Latina who talked about how... She you know, hung out with both other Latinos as well as Korean kids, and you know trying to keep a foot in both worlds was really challenging. Mm. A lot of kids of color said that you know they they navigate their their uh, their indigenous world, so to speak, as well as kind of a white dominant culture world, and they're constantly feeling like you know they're not white enough but they're also not latino or black or maybe asian enough depending on where they land. So uh, so the the challenges of identity are just as great if not greater for kids of color who are navigating a complex world and often feel like they have their feet in multiple worlds and and never quite black enough latino enough etc.
0: You know, it's interesting this is, this is a study on so many fronts. What you just described there is something that uh, I think uh, not only is uh, documented statistically, but even in the news headlines, we're seeing yeah. these stories after story. And so being able to understand uh, these uh, three big questions uh, is so critical, so essential to helping to navigate not only teenagers through this difficult season, but maybe even the racial divide and bringing greater unity. What is exciting is that there's so much overlap in the three big areas, and if we can get it right as the church, as parents, we can help to answer the questions that they're actually asking. We're going to take yeah. a break, our final break of the day, uh, but these breaks, again, only give you opportunity to uh, find out more about our guests and about the resource. resource. Kara Powell, America's foremost expert on uh, teenagers. Uh, I believe one of the uh, great gifts of this generation. Uh, She is uh, the real mind behind so much of the research that's coming out of the Fuller Youth Institute. The book, Three Big Questions, to shape your future. This is a great resource for the teenager in your life. Find out more at equipradio.org or go to social media at Equip Radio, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll be right back right after this. Does the thought of reading through the Bible in a year overwhelm you? Then I have the perfect guide for you. 52 Weeks in the Word provides a reading plan that's not too big or too small, offering 52 reflections, one per week, along with prayer prompts and insights for each scripture reading. Discover the whole story of the Bible from beginning to end. Get your copy with a gift to equip by calling 888-644-4144 or visit equipradio.org. Hey there, friends. Chris Brooks here. What a great conversation today with Kara Powell. Here's what we're going to do. We're, we want to bless three of you, three of you who have teenagers that you would love to get a copy of the three big questions that shape your future. You want to put it into your into their hands, and they'll actually use it, and you'll encourage them in this journey of discovering identi- identity identity belonging and fit, or purpose rather, identity, belonging, and and purpose. So here's what we're going to do. On social media, you go to Facebook and Twitter now. Uh, You let us know. If you want a copy of this for your teenager, we're going to pick three names, three names, and we will send it out to you as a complimentary gift. Now, you may say, what if I'm not picked? That's okay. You can still order your copy, purchase your copy. Find out more at equipradio.org, but go to Facebook and Twitter now. Let us know your teenager, and we will pray for you, for your teenager. So please, uh, let us know their first name so that we can be praying with you and for you. Um, Kara, I guess where I want to land the plane is how do we create security in our teenagers? How do we help them to feel safe? How do we help them to get to a place where they... Uh, feel that they are enough, really feel that they are experiencing that withness, if you will, with the people of God, that they are on uh, in the story of God, and they've discovered their page in that story. I've heard you speak in those terms before. What can we do as parents to help to cultivate that?
1: Yeah, so... You know, a a handful of different responses come to mind with that question, Chris, but I think I'm going to lead with the first one that came to mind, and that is belonging. Um, Some of my psychology colleagues, they would say, in fact, many of them would say that of the three questions, belonging leads the way. Um, While identity shapes belonging, belonging shapes identity, and so on with purpose, that the influence of belonging is stronger for the typical young person, or really just the typical person, than the other two. And so I would say for us as adults, as parents, aunts, uncles, caregivers, the more that we can create a sense of belonging with young people, the safer they will feel. And that 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 is definitely in the home, is, is the home, a safe place where young people feel like they can be themselves, not a lot of conflict, but, you know, honest communication, real empathy, relaxed time together, etc. But then it's also beyond the home. You know, one of the themes in all of our research is how important other adults yes. are in the lives of kids. And so even with my 11th grader, like last night, uh, a bunch of other moms of 11th grade girls, like we were texting, okay, as we uh, about our, our, the 11th grade girls small group that's about to start, and how do we help our girls get connected to that new small group leader? Um, because we know how important it is for our teenagers to have, we usually say five adults, but really three adults, even one really committed adult, who are on their team. And so, you know, I'll just say lastly that one of the best things that a parent or a caregiver can do is create a web, a safety net of adults for their young person. And we don't have to keep this a secret from our kids. We can ask them, you know, hey, who are some adults you'd like to get to know better? And then those are the adults that we invite over for dinner, that we invite to come to our kids' swim meet or whatever it might be.
0: And this may seem a little bit self-serving, but let me just say, as a pastor, on behalf of many pastors who are listening right now, this also includes church. Getting yep. deeply rooted in a uh, a Christian community, a family yep. of faith, helps in uh, the security of your young person, helps them to belong, and it also gives them... Uh, the the answers, the real answers to these questions of belonging or identity or purpose, mm-hmm. ultimately the answers they're looking for are in Jesus, and that's why I'm a believer. That's why I'm a follower of Jesus, Kara. Yeah. And I want yeah. my children to know not only that I am, but why I am. You know, yeah. one of the things that's really important on this faith journey with. Uh, with the whole thought of tell me more, is I'm constantly asking myself, uh, Chris, do your kids just know what you do, Mm. or do they know why you do it? Why why do you read the Bible? Why do we go to church? Why do you pray? These types of things are important to not just do with your children, but hopefully to help them to understand why you do what you do. Kara, I've described you as a, a true resource and gift for uh, To us, please tell your uh, team that we are grateful for the work that you all are doing. Three big questions that shape your future is uh, the next iteration in this journey, but it's so needed, so timely. So thank you for carving out time to be with me today on Equip.
1: My pleasure and honor and anytime.
0: Friends, I want to encourage you, get your hands on a copy. Uh, you'll be happy that you did. Put it into the hand of your teenager so that they can begin to navigate these three big questions. Here's what you want them to know, that although there's so much anxiety in the world, there are answers, and Jesus is the way. Friends, I can't wait till we're together again next time. Until then, as always, remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Hey there, folks. Chris Brooks here. Join me for Equip as we delve into the current trends that are facing Christians today in culture. From the office to the street to your family in the home, we're going to prepare you to give an answer for the hope that lies in you in Christ. Your calls are always front and center. We want to hear from you as we learn to walk by faith and live like Jesus. Listen live weekdays at 1 Eastern, noon central on the Moody Radio app or EquipRadio.org.